politics without the soap opera with unfiltered constitutional conservative truth. The Conservative Review with Daniel Horowitz. And welcome back, fellow American patriots and Minutemen standing at the ready to guard our liberties to the one and only CR podcast. This is your host, Daniel Horowitz, back in the house for Thursday, March 11th, and we got a lot to talk about. As always, time is short and the work is great. Recording a little earlier today, got to travel a little bit in the morning So I am not up on all of the news, but obviously the big story everyone's talking about politically is the fact that Congress just fully passed and the House agreed to the Senate amendments and they passed the $1.9 trillion communist bill that basically makes everyone in America dependent forever, codifies COVID fascism as a national religion codifies tasting, uh, testing, tracing, monitoring, um, gives every single health department from local, state, federal, uh, full power to just do anything they want to you. COVID fascism is codified with $2 trillion behind it. And it rewards all of the bad actors. It rewards all the, all the people that arsoned our nation. It gives all their NGOs and government officials and Healthcare cartel, education cartel, endless funding. It's the worst thing in the world. And you know what's great? Every single Republican in the House and the Senate voted against it. Not one supported it. Awesome. Now you might be wondering, didn't we see this rodeo before? Oh, that's right. This is actually the third version of it. The first two passed with Republicans all supporting it in the Senate and the White House. Oh, okay. Now, don't get me wrong. It is a horrible bill, but it's pretty much with a couple of um, cowhide uh, or cow pie cherries on top. The same thing that's been passed twice last year. And yet now suddenly all the Republicans oppose it. Or do they really? And and that's really what I want to get into today. And as I always do, pick a theme and then kind of I'll go through the border. I'll go through uh, the trans transgender stuff going on. But how Republicans are basically there to give us the conservative version of cow pies. This is the conservative cow pie. Democrats want a cow pie, no matter how radical, how immoral, how illogical, how illegal, how destructive and deleterious their policies are. We're going to take their premise, undergirding that policy. We're going to agree to it. We're going to take their policy, agree to it, and then walk it back in a couple of areas regarding the most kind of tangential minor elements of it. That is essentially the Republican Party. That's the conservative media going on now. I first want to introduce you to our sponsor today. One right that you still have left in most states is the Second Amendment, but guns and certainly ammo are a lot of money these days. One thing people overlook is the proper holster. Those of you who come out to the training um, at Front Sight Nevada through Patriot Academy, ConstitutionCoach.com, know that a holster is everything. Um, in real life, you're going to draw from a holster if someone, God forbid, confronts you. Getting that right holster is going to get you on the target every time. 
You need a safe, efficient, secure holster. We the People Holsters got you covered. And here's the thing, like with everything becoming so expensive, they're still the same price, starting at $40. And with offer code CR, you get $10 off. So this is a pretty good deal. Um, it's Again, We the People is made in America. They also have EDC Tactical Gun Belts, um, <clears throat> which comes paired with their patented Cobra buckle. You have to really make sure you have a good belt to hold it in the right place. Don't just use a, a standard belt. I've learned that over the years. Um, every holster and belt comes with a lifetime guarantee. Uh, you could send it back for a full refund if it doesn't fit. Again, wethepeopleholsters.com slash CR. And then, like I said, get an additional $10 off with offer code CR, so you could really get, you know, for 30 to 40 bucks, a very quality, high-quality American-made holster, wethepeopleholsters.com slash CR, offer code CR. So, folks, I have all these friends of mine calling me up and, hey, could you come on my show? Talk about the pork, the pork in the stimulus bill. And I'm thinking, like, why is it that conservatives are incapable of militating against the meat and potatoes? Why do they have to look at the salad? Why do they have to nibble around the edges? Why could they never take a look at anything the left does at a given moment when we actually need opposition, not in the future when it's not the battle in front of us, not in the back when, you know, in the past when it's yesterday's battle, but right here, right now, everything you are saying is immoral. Your entire diagnosis of the problem is wrong. You caused the problem. Here's the way we could solve your problem for much cheaper and that will actually solve it. You guys are solving nothing and you're harming people. Done. Like I've been doing for a year. It is shocking. We're almost coming up on the anniversary. I can't believe it. Twilight Zone, March 27th, when Republicans passed the same bill. Meaning the same premise of using a pandemic to throw individual welfare at people, corporate welfare, loan guarantees, but never, of course, actually compensate under the Fifth Amendment to people they shut down, and then indiscriminately mailing out checks to people based on income, not based on if they were shut down or lost their income. So if you're below the threshold you and, and you didn't lose any income, you get thousands of dollars in your account for free, which is just utterly insane. And if you're a little bit above the threshold... It's, it's a cliff, and you get nothing, even if you lost everything from the government. This is the worst form of socialism that makes Obama's stimulus look like Barry Goldwater. But again, let's not forget, Republicans did that twice. We could sit and split hairs about they threw in a little extra for pensions and labor unions and a little bit extra for the education cartel and the state and local governments, but fundamentally, it's all the same. And they want to sit and talk about the pork. You know, folks, I've said this again. I've said this for a year, and I'm going to say it again now. I will take any day of the week. I will fund them 100 Kennedy centers for them to leave us alone, stop distorting the healthcare market, stop lining the pockets of the healthcare industry that is censoring uh, life-saving protocols and killing people and controlling our lives. And all of the trillions of dollars spent on making not just low-income, but now middle-income Americans basically like the impoverished and, and that they're completely dependent upon government so that they find it good. I mean, let, let, let's start with the big enchilada. Whenever you look at a bill, 
Okay, let's say it's a $2 trillion bill. And the biggest expenditure, I believe, is about $1.2 trillion. Are you going to focus on the $1 billion expenditure when, when you're railing against the bill? Or are you going to focus on the $1.2 trillion expenditure? And there's this talking point going around that only 9% of the bill is for COVID funding. And the irony, it's not really true. I mean, it depends how you define that. But it, but the big thing of handing individuals checks and the refundable tax credits, yeah, I mean, I agree it has nothing to do with COVID. It shouldn't have, but Republicans agree with it. I'm not hearing them disagree with it and because, indeed, they passed the same thing twice. So that's the first thing. If you do you agree with the concept of for a third time indiscriminately mailing out money to people, most of whom didn't really lose any money. Some inevitably did, but most of them didn't. They're missing the window. People over 75,000 of individual income, over 150,000 family income get nothing even if they lost their entire business. Yeah, we get it. They have all the restaurant and loan programs. No, if you believe in that, then you go, and this really is the state's job because they're the ones who shut people down. If someone lost a million dollars of revenue that, that year, Fifth Amendment, you got to pay them a million dollars. I don't need some roundabout loan program that half of them can't even get access to. Most of them haven't gotten access to. But... That's the point. So let's start with the big enchilada. They're like, well, it's got uh, it's funding Amtrak. I mean, it does a little bit, but I mean, <laughs> again, like I'd rather them fund Amtrak from now until tomorrow. I'd rather them give two trillion dollars to Amtrak than what they did. The COVID funding is the biggest problem. It's not the non-COVID funding. I mean, that's wasteful spending. In some cases, it does juice up their special interests. But the COVID funding is what is underwriting and stimulating more shutdowns and tyranny. No, it won't be a type of shutdown that was induced by the March 27th bill of last year. But it will be this nuanced thing where you could open, but you have to wear a mask forever. Anytime there's a scintilla of a sign of anything that we say is a virus circulating, we're going to test and trace and monitor and shut down again. And now we have all the money to give out to all the health departments to use special technology to promote this. That's the issue. The problem with the bill is the COVID funding. So first, again, let's start with the individual stuff. I'm not hearing Republicans rail against it, and I get it. If Democrats say they're going to offer people free money, it's hard to fight against it. But here's the deal. Republicans started that premise. Meaning, when, when Trump was in charge, had he said, look, we're going to mail checks to people who lost income, then that would be a different story. But they started this nonsense. So Democrats just did it without a gradual phase out, like from 150 family income to 190, like the other two were. And instead of 1200 it's $1,400. That's the difference. But, um, so right off the bat, any conservative should ask, if that's the case, why don't we just mail everyone a million-dollar check? If it is that unlimited that we could spend trillions and more and more and just dump money into people's accounts. Let, let, let me speak to this on a personal level, how destructive this is. 
I'm trying to, I can't even keep track of how much money I got. So because I'm not a grifter and a whore, I earn below the family threshold. And, you know, my wife does it, doesn't work. She's home with the, with the kids and homeschooling. So I'm below the threshold. So I just want you to know, under this bill, you get $1,400 per, per, I think, per kid, too. So I don't, I, I guess it doesn't go on my fourth child because that, that would be the current year's taxation. She was born last year. But three of them, so it's a family of five, okay? Five people. That's $7,000 into my bank account. And mind you, I've already gotten like six or so, six, seven thousand if you add up the first two. So what does that bring me up to? Probably close to thirteen, fourteen thousand dollars free money. Okay? Then, then they expand the refundable child tax credit, which was already doubled from one thousand to two thousand. Now they're expanding it to three thousand for children over six. And 3600 for children under six. So again, I only have one child now under six, and assuming she's not part of it, but that's an extra $3,000 right there for me, $1,000 per child. So I could be up to $17,000 of free money. I didn't lose any income because I was, I, I was below the income threshold. You take someone else that earns a few tens of thousands of dollars more than me, and has a small business and was just destroyed by what government did, he gets nothing. Think about that. But that basic structure was set up by Trump and Republicans. They juiced it up a little bit more. But that not that what we've been doing on every issue for the last 70 years? That Republicans agree to it, often even started, and Democrats just, you know, they'll step on the gas pedal. And the Republicans are like, hey, you can't do that. It's socialism. At this point, just, I mean, you know, people are depressed and they work too hard. They need to spend more time with family. Just give everyone a million dollar check at this point and let them live their life out. They don't have to work. Why don't we just do that if it's free money? This is the question we asked literally a year ago this time. And all of a sudden now they're like, Daniel, do you see what the Democrats passed? I'm like, um, did you see what the Republicans passed and what Trump signed when you had influence over him? Why is it that conservative media only cares about things that they can no longer affect when the outcome is no longer in contention? They care about the Super Bowl when the results are in, but not when you're on the field and you could play. I never understood that. And that's likewise now they'll focus on Congress, not on Congress when Republicans had control. And when Trump was president, and likewise, they won't focus on the state legislatures that they have super majorities and they could block a lot of bad things. It's something really bizarre. And it's rooted in the fact that Republicans and conservative media, they don't believe in anything. They don't care about outcomes. They care about their daily talking points. So I need a good talking point. You see, it has some pork there for the Kennedy Center stuck in the COVID bill. Can you imagine that we care about COVID and we're trying to help COVID? And... You're mixing it with the COVID funding. Meanwhile, the COVID funding is the problem. Like I said, I had my own stimulus. My own stimulus would be banning all localities from from violating the 14th Amendment. COVID fascism is done. 
we're mailing out kits to people for for a trillionth of the cost, um, making ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine over the counter, all the other supplements with a full guidance on how to use it, what dosage, when, how much prophylactic, how much if you if you start feeling like you're getting a virus, and done, and then a five year moratorium on taxation and regulation for small businesses, rather than just handouts thrown into an empty hole. And if you want to do some reparation payments to, to certain people, then do that as well. But that should really be funneled through the states. The states owe it. You know, obviously this bill is the greatest expansion of Obamacare in 10 years. It like takes the the both the subsidies and the Medicaid expansion to 400% of the poverty line. Four times higher than that. But again, Republicans fundamentally, all of them agree with it. Yes, yes, uh, uh, pandemic. Yes, yes, throw money. So throw more money at the insurance cartel, at the healthcare cartel, so they could charge even more and create an even greater monopoly and asset bubble and destroy healthcare even more. Oh my gosh, you see, Daniel, they threw $168 billion at the education cartel and they're not even requiring them to open. Well, yeah, that's horrible. But... Don't you remember me talking about that last year when Trump was president? This is the third round of them doing that. Maybe the schools are more like the second round. I forget what they offer the first time. And of course, again, like I always say, I don't even care about the spending anymore. I mean, we're beyond bankrupt. That It's it's like be, you, know, you can only kill a dead horse once. Um, it's the policies that it will stimulate. So they pay the school districts $168 billion for child abuse to set up concentration camps for social distancing and, 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 and mitigation. You know what that means. You know what that means. So now the, the, the education and healthcare departments of each state will be flush with endless sums of cash. They already have um, you know, over $100 billion that they, they, the states haven't even spent. So this $362 that's straight to the $362 billion straight for the states and another $168 billion for um, the teachers' union. But again, I mean, yeah, $150 billion in aid to the states has not been spent. That's what it is. And this all started a year ago when I said, look, you already at that time passed two of the smaller like COVID bills that you're measuring in billions, not trillions. And I said, look, you dealt with the unemployment thing. You dealt with your thing. Now let's hold endless hearings on the actual science of do we even need to be doing this? Is this harmful? Isn't this like voodoo? Um, how else do you treat coronavirus, Right. I mean, we're, we're running up against the year anniversary of all those shows I did. I can't believe we're, we're in this 12 months later, and Republicans still at its core agree with their premise. Yes, Democrats have reached a point where they milked the full shutdown to its full extent. So anyway, they were going to retreat uh, behind a more defensible line and go and bolster that, and Republicans are helping them. By still militating against that one last thing. That's what they'll do. Yeah, you need to open schools. Yeah. They'll open schools. As concentration camps. 
I mean, that's the joke. I, I, I don't know. Like, I get it. Republicans don't know how to explain health care funding and policy. I get that. I get they don't, you know, the dependency. I get it. But even the most radical issues that you have so many good talking points, because we're all looking for talking points, to fight against it. They still will not fight it. Yeah, they all voted against it because they're in the minority, but in the majority, they agreed to it. And then even when they're in the minority, they find these random reasons to oppose it. It's got pork in it. It's like, we'll have a bill to rape every conservative woman in America. Let's say a Democrat said, you know, this is what we need to do. Um, we need to put whites in, in re-education camps, or I don't know, something like that. And then they'll stick, like, Cuomo tunnel projects in there. You see, it's got the tunnel projects! Can you imagine that they're messing up the rape bill? <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry to be so uh, crude here, but it's just like, that's what they are. Notice what, watch carefully how conservative media deals with this. And they're not, very few of them, I mean, a few more than were a year ago, but you would think it would be everyone by now. They're still agreeing to it. And then, like, you know, they'll take a look at, like, the 50, 60 billion for testing and tracing and, and vaccine and then, you know, another 50 billion or so, I don't have it in front of me, but something like that for um, therapeutics and R&D. So that's the part. Oh, that's good. That's COVID. But that goes, that literally incentivizes Big Pharma to make the most expensive things with the least results, right? They're guaranteeing them income. So you have mandatory, they have minimum guaranteed income to the public below a certain income threshold. And you have minimum guaranteed income for the healthcare cartel. So why they have no incentive to get this right for a cheap way? That's the whole problem. When you have all that money in there, like let's say tomorrow, I'm just making, I'm just exaggerating to prove a point, but it's not that far off. Let's say tomorrow we would come out and find that Tylenol cures COVID, whatever. You know, they would do everything they can, even if it's true to discredit it and censor it and, and all that because it will, it will expose this whole racket. That's how government kills people. It sounds nice. Yeah, throw, throw money at healthcare. That's great. It creates a monopoly for the people destroying healthcare. If you want to know, Dr. Pierre Corey had a beautiful article about censorship of practitioners. But if you want to know how that's come about, it's the, it's the Medicaid and Medicare and insurance cartel and our entire way of looking at health care for years that Republicans have fundamentally agreed to while saying they oppose socialized medicine. Folks, could we put that aside? Could, could we finally retire that line? If this is not socialized medicine, I don't know what is. In many ways, it's even worse than Europe. And I think you're seeing that with COVID a little bit too. There's actually even more censorship in America because in Europe, it's more pure socialism. In America, it's the venture socialism funneled. So basically like this, Bernie Sanders and the, and the socialists aren't wrong what they say about corporations in a vacuum. But it's only right in the world that they created. In other words, corporations are very greedy. We're all very greedy. All of us want to get the most money and produce the least amount of work. That's what we want to do. That's logical. But there is a natural check and balance on that behavior. 
because you're not going to get away with it if you don't pony up the stuff. But what if government hands you endless market distortions, regulatory monopolies, um, mandate monopolies, and subsidy monopolies? So then you have a free lane to do whatever you want with no check and balance on that behavior. So then it's worse than ever because then you have government inefficiency and incompetence and tyranny mixed with the greed that is now unchecked in the so-called private sector that's now totally one with government. And in many ways, you have one big tyrannical fireball that's worse than Europe. That, that's my view on the American healthcare system. Republicans always like the current healthcare system, wherever it is, even if it's 10 light years away from the first one they liked. Oh, don't do the next thing the left is saying. And then they do it. And they're like, the next thing, the next thing. The Republican Party is a Nigerian prince scam. The conservative movement is a Nigerian prince scam. So I could sit and rail against this bill. And it is, this is, I mean, it's going to be very tough because our whole project of fighting back in the States, it just gives them all this money to use for nonsense. And we're going to have to think of creative ways to get these states to properly use the money for conservative stuff. Now, the left isn't stupid, and, and they put in a provision, for example, barring states from using the money for tax cuts. Like, you know, if you throw, if they already have $150 billion unspent funding, they don't even know what to do with it anymore. You may as well at least just, at least just cut state taxes with it. Um, but they knew that, and they preclude that. Because they want it to be used on lining the pockets of their cronies, making people dependent who don't pay taxes, and um, and of course fueling the technology and the tracking and tracing, and you know has a billion dollars in there for uh, um, I, I forget the language. It's something like marketing the vaccine effectiveness, um, basically serving as Pfizer and Moderna's and you know J and J's private marketing arm. <laughs> That's the thing. They don't need to do it. Government does it for them. So that's why you don't have that's why the that's how capitalism has been destroyed in America because it's not capitalism. That's exactly what crony capitalism or venture socialism really is. But um where is this? It's section 3002 if you want to look it up. 3002 in the bill. One billion for quote vaccine confidence activities to strengthen vaccine confidence in the United States and to provide further information education with respect to vaccines. Mind you, that's one pork item. I don't think Republicans, you know, the cost is relatively low. It's a tremendous amount for a marketing campaign, but relative to the money we're playing with, it's one billion. Um, but that's something you don't really hear from too many Republicans because you know that would you know require you to actually fight against the premise and no, 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 we'll have to talk about Amtrak or something. And again, I, dude, like we've spent something, I, I haven't tallied it up, but in my head, maybe five to six trillion on all these bills put together over the last year. I would have rather spent five to six trillion on Kennedy centers, on railroad tracks, tunnels, whatever you want to spend it on. I don't care. Heck, buy every liberal a villa and stay there and leave us alone. This The problem is the real spending is the problem. I, I, I'm just sick of this. I don't even know what to do when I go on these programs. Like, do I burst their bubble? Play along with it? 
Yeah, this is terrible. We've never seen a bill like this before. I wonder where they got it from. So that's the latest with the virus when, and, and, and the bill. There, there's, again, a lot more stuff with the virus um, as, as, as we have every day. Um, you know, again, Trump put out a, you know, he puts out these press releases. He said, I hope everyone remembers when they're getting the COVID-19 vaccine that if I w- wasn't president, you wouldn't be getting that beautiful shot for five years at best. And probably not at all. I hope everyone remembers. The beautiful shot. Okay. Um, all right. Well, that's one way to refer to it. Um, I guess he stopped promoting hydroxychloroquine. Um, there we go. By the way, one other important thing I wanted to point out, a blast from the past, Dr. Andy Bostom sent this to me, an article from June 9th, 2020. I think, I think this is very important. Widespread mask wearing could prevent COVID-19 second waves. Because now, like everyone forgets all the benchmarks they blew through. This is a perfect time. If you remember June, June um, 9th, maybe that's where it was slowly starting with the second southern wave. It was mainly a southern wave because they didn't really get much of the first wave. Um, the third wave was universal. Um, so for a lot of places, they really only had like two waves. But anyway... If you look almost, not almost, every blue state had an ironclad mask mandate in by that point, and a good number of the red states had it by then. And guess what? The wave came. The second wave came. And the third wave came. The whole thing is a joke. And they're still like, you know, you should wear a mask because it could prevent uh, the variants, the, a fourth wave. Well, you could say the first wave we were caught by surprise, but the second and third, it didn't prevent. So, you know, again, like, they're never held accountable. Another piece of news I wanted to touch before just getting back to our theme today of the conservative version of hell that the, that the conservative movement and the, and the de- uh, Republicans give us. This is from MedicalExpress.com. Austrian court overturns virus mask mandate in school. Austria's constitutional court ruled Wednesday that two government measures to fight the spread of coronavirus in schools, compulsory mask wearing and splitting classes in two halves, were illegal. In addition, it was decided that all persons present in school buildings, apart from doing during teaching time, had to wear a mask over their mouth and nose, or right? this is what they had. But the constitutional court ruled that the measure in question was illegal. It explained in its decision by stating that the ministry has not made clear why it considered these measures necessary. Two children and their parents had brought the case before the court, saying that the measures violated principles of equality before the law, the right to a private life, and the right to an education. Now, look, the way they express those rights is not in our Constitution, but I will tell you what Republicans and Democrats alike have been funding and expressing, they believe in that. So somehow that goes out the window here. But I do believe there is a right to bodily integrity. That, that is the most basic definition of individual liberty. Show your work. Show me where it shows that kids are a problem more than any other year, if not less than a typical year. Show me an example of where kids being masked work better than kids being not masked. 
show your work. But yet, we don't have that in America, even in the reddest of states. Again, there is more freedom in Europe than in America. And most of those countries aren't very free, but I'm just saying. Jeez, I'll get to some good news at the end, but I just wanted to go back to something else here. There's another thing percolating that you guys need to know about. H.R. 1440. H.R. 1440. Now, this was introduced by Congressman Chris Stewart of Utah's 2nd District, a rhino from the pit of hell. Um, And he's introduced this in prior Congresses. He introduced this December 6, 2019. So I'm reading from the old press release because I just don't have the new one in front of me if he has a new one. But I'm hearing that it is gaining steam, and it's something we need to talk about. The Fairness for All Act. Stewart protects religious freedom and LGBT individuals. He forgot the Q and the dollar sign and the other um, uh, sexual behaviors there as well. Um, And basically, this is this is I'm just bringing this up because it's quintessential Republicanism. If you want to know why the left has succeeded in the most radical things, it's because this is what Republicans do. Instead of being like, you did what? You're codifying testicle cutting and mutilating bodies into the body politic and culture and society? Are you kidding? You need to be locked up. No, it's like, yes, we're going to. So it literally amends the Civil Rights Act and puts in LGBT. I don't even know what that means. It spells give me an A. Ba-da-dum. Give me a T. I'm not sure. Like, Does it have like a residual clause there and, and any other letter of the alphabet that's subsequently added. I'm not sure what that even means. And like, do they have the Q in there? <laughs> but it, it, I'm just saying, this is like the conservative version of the the sexual alphabet soup bill. So, you know, mind you, they don't have the 60 votes. It's not passing. Just leave it alone and, and, and fight our, our battles. No, they have to um, basically, basically it's um, codifies their stuff into civil rights but then has like this nebulous religious exemption. Classic, classic thing. Now, dude, you see what the courts did with this before it was ever passed Congress into law. Um, Imagine after, oh, don't worry, you'll have some religious liberty. So basically seeds the bathroom issue, seeds the female private space issue. But like if you're a religious, you're a Catholic university or something, it gives you an exemption, but I have to read the... My understanding is if you would go through it, it, it wouldn't even be that. But again, I haven't had time to delve into it, but I wanted you guys to um, just be aware of that because that's emblematic of what we're talking about with the COVID reaction. Look at COVID. Look at January 6th. Look at BLM. The most radical, destructive issues of our time for which we need the most vocal, the most truculent, the most categorical opposition. That's when Republicans accede to their premise more than anything. But here's, um, I'm pro-life, pro-gun, like we talked about yesterday. You know, the other thing the state legislatures are doing is they're focusing a lot on right to work. And I think, you know, that's one of the few issues where we still agree with the Chamber of Commerce there's decreasingly or increasingly fewer issues that were on the same side with with the chamber. But again, it's like 
you notice that whenever there is an effort to get critical mass to pressure, Republicans respond to pressure. So once in a while, it's good. There is a gun lobby. There's a pro-life lobby. There is, a you know, the kind of chamber of commerce with the right to work. You, with COVID, the one bill that every Republican legislature, immediate, boom, 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 within a couple of days passed, was taking off liability for businesses. And again, I don't disagree with it, but I'm saying it's just jarring how that is the thing they did. But to really go after the premise and the tyranny, nope, nothing. Because they're the chambers on the other side of it. This is the game. It amazes me how whenever Republicans are in charge, meaning either in Congress when Republicans are the majority, when they have the White House, or always in a number of state legislatures, it's radio silence, like nothing exists. The only time they will speak up is when Democrats do something, when usually they're only doing that because they were empowered and enabled by Republicans greasing the skids for that in the prior months and years, when they could have used their influence to actually preempt the entire chain of events. This show, more than any show I've done recently, I want you to really bookmark this as foundational to understanding why we are where we are. And a lot of these guys that you like hearing in conservative media just understand they're worthless. And I'd say worse than worthless. They're actually the forward advancing guard of the left. See, if you didn't have Republicans as a false flag, punching bag, fake opposition. See, let's say the left just pushes and pushes and pushes. People are going to rebel. But if you have Republicans that create a fake fight over the final 1%, so they give sort of a consensus that the other 99% is not a problem and it's indeed consensus. So people are like, okay, I guess that's that's what needs to be done. It's COVID, we need to be doing this. Oh, but there's some, you know, you know, really like nasty, you know, crony political project stuck in that bill. This is what they get people to chew on. I'm just telling you, click conservative media are the most pathetic lot b- bunch of bunch of people that have ever existed in the face of the earth. It's it's just unbelievable. Truly hard to believe. <sighs> Man, I know it's depressing, but um, there's also more news going on with the border. Um, yesterday's border numbers came out, 101,000 apprehensions. Just so you understand, that's in February, and that's a shorter month. It was 28 days, so um, and still 101,000. If you annualize that, you get over 1.2 million annualized flow. 1.2 million invaders. Um, you cannot imagine the type of people coming in to our country. Um, one of the things I noticed is that, uh, you know, so obviously you have nearly 10,000 teenagers. And by the way, just so you know, it's not like there's family units and there's unaccompanied alien children. Like that there's two like natural inherent groups of people. They're the same families, but it's just that the cartels and, and uh, I mean, Reuters even discussed this. They 
coach them and they understand the policies that we we have in place. Sometimes each sector has its own policies and they know about that and they'll coach them. And they know that in some sectors, they're still turning around family units. But if you're an unaccompanied teen, they send you in. So what they do is if they have um, a 15-year-old, they'll just spin him off and cross him individually. I mean, that that's how much of a scam this is. But anyway, there's a list of criminal aliens that they caught, like with criminal convictions. And in just the first five months of the year, they caught 220 sex offenders at the border. First five months of the year, more than any other year for a full year total. So it's basically on par. If, if that pace would continue all year, it would be more than triple the number they caught last year. Now, the reason why this is important is, as you well know, illegal aliens are the most, pro- I mean, they have a huge saturation of child molesters and drunk drivers. Those are the two big, I think, categories we're seeing. And the danger to our society is just enormous. You couldn't kill a civilization more than this. Um, every year, ICE apprehends on the interior enough illegal aliens that combined, just, just eyeballing the last number of years, roughly thirteen to 16,000 sex offenses among them. They're not necessarily unique individuals. Um, it could be some with multiple because, you know, it takes a couple to lock people up, you know, because uh, child molestation is a low-level, nonviolent, uh, first-time criminal offense to our system. But uh, this is a big problem. I mean, we've talked about this before, the culture, um, girls, not brides, a left-wing NGO. When they talk about their home countries, they actually tell the truth. The child marriages, it's in the culture. It's a huge problem. Everyone knows that. Um, one report from only 30% of North Carolina's counties over an 18-month window from 2018 to 2019. The Epoch Times had this a few years ago, like two years ago. J- again, 18-month period, 30, one, just a third of North Carolina's counties had 331 illegal aliens charged with 1,172 child rapes and child sexual assaults. So this is very prevalent. So now all those thousands of people that have been deported over the last number of years, now they hear... You could come in. Now, you still got to believe that if they catch a sex offender, they're not going to release them, but I'm not convinced of that. But certainly, you if you are one of those, you are worried that you're going to be caught. So again, when you have this act of love in the families and the UACs, you understand that the cartels have, have a business model like this. So let's say you're a family unit that they, they, they don't have to sneak you in. They just you know, throw you to the border patrol. And actually they want to do that to tie them down because they're babysitters. So you're 5,000 a pop. Oh, you, you want to be crossed quietly because you're a sex offender. You don't want to be caught. You're $12,000. So, and you got to believe they have a successful business model. Otherwise they couldn't charge that much. So if we're catching 220 in five months, how many sex offenders got in? that we didn't catch. I'd bet anything over a 1,000. Now think about how many drunk drivers, how many burglars, robbers, assault, battery, how many criminal aliens have gotten in. The Sheriff's Department in Cochise County, Arizona, tells me on their cameras 
they see that only 35% of those caught on the cameras are ever apprehended by CBP. Heck of a lot of them are released. By the way, they're releasing drunk drivers. Just so you know, they are releasing. So when they say they're having priorities, right? So there's one thing to say. I mean, it's horrible enough to say we're not going to go around and round up people on the interior that have what they believe are low-level offenses, a.k.a. gang membership, drug traffickers, firearms violations, drunk driving. No, those are very low-level. They're not They're not harmful to society at all. But but what, what I learned yesterday is that um, they're taking it a step further, and they're applying this even to those freshly coming over the border and caught. Oh, three DUIs? Yeah, not a priority. Let them go. So even the criminal aliens, they're letting go. But again, you listen to Republicans, and they're like, every Republican. I mean, I saw Ted Cruz, all of them. You know, Biden's not focusing on the humanitarian crisis. Really? God forbid, could you ever shoot at the heart the meat and potatoes of the issue? It's always you have to have some talking point. You see, Biden puts kids in cages more than Trump did. You see, he's mean to the illegals. Oh, humanitarian. What is wrong with these people? We have one Democrat party. Why do we need two? Why do we need the kitty table version? Why do we need the faint and pathetic echo? Why do we need the pale pastels? Why do we need the Simon Says Mini-Me Follow the Leader Party? Why? I don't get it. The Democrats do a good job promoting their values. Don't we deserve market share for our values? All of them, all of them are messed up. Anyway, I promised I'd end up off with some good news. So, just before I go, two things. Some of you have contacted Ken Paxton, the Texas Attorney General's office, to say that a lot of the school districts, and now even just entire counties, Travis County, Austin, are disobeying the rescission of the mask mandate. So... Ken Paxton sent a letter that he has heard over the last 24 hours that they're still going to require face masking. Um, And he says, we have already taken you to court under similar circumstances. You lost. If you continue to flout the law in this manner, we'll take you to court again and you'll lose again. Um, And he did tweet out something like making fun out of them, like with your double masking or something. He says, city county leaders must not be thinking clearly. Maybe it's oxygen deprivation from quintuple masking. Whatever the case, they've tried this before, they've lost. So look, I mean, it's something. Um, and, you know, again, keep up the pressure. Keep calling the attorney general's office there. And we need to do this in every state. The other news I wanted to end off with is I spoke with a friend of mine in the Ohio Senate. Ohio is looking to be a bright spot. Now, it's horrible at this point. But Ohio is one of the states where they are open. The legislature is in session all year, which, as I've talked about before, we we absolutely need it because it gives us time to build and promote things. Um, We have a lot of people signed up for our Ohio group. I am going to look for a team leader. It's one of the states I want to focus on. And they just passed their bill, passed the House and the Senate again, and it's going to go to the DeWine's desk, SB 22, it does terminate the entire order. Unfortunately, because it's 
whenever you pass something, if you want it to be implemented immediately, you have to have an emergency provision and you need two thirds passage and they can only get three fifths, which is enough to override his veto, but not enough to pass something as an emergency. Actually, they got it in the Senate, but I don't think they can get it in the House, quite two thirds. Um, So it will take three months, not because the draft language allows the emergency to go for three, three months, but any bill like that, you know, any bill you pass, it, it doesn't go into effect for three months. So that part is annoying because we'll die by then. But what is nice is that the bill, look, it's not perfect, but it's the best thing I've seen that passed along party lines, 25 to 8. So they, they got everyone, the Senate pro temp, the leadership, they all voted to rebuke DeWine and they're all promising to hold, to override his veto. Um, that is really going to weaken him. And that is an absolute priority. We have a moral obligation to get that dirtbag out of office. There's no reason Ohio should be that way. Western Ohio is where all the conservative voters are. And that's where you have Jim Jordan and Warren Davidson's district. Warren Davidson needs to run for governor. Jim Jordan, his endorsement would be amazing, and he should better get Trump's endorsement, and we could totally get rid of DeWine. So that is an agenda item of mine. Um, I don't know, Warren, if you're listening, but if you are, I will fly to Ohio and break into your home and not leave until you commit to running against DeWine. Um, Because my fear is if he doesn't run, there might be some other people, but... I don't know if they could win, and a lot of them aren't good. So there is a bright spot. And again, this all comes full circle with today's show in the sense that there's so much we can do. There's so much that these guys who have audiences 10, 50 times larger than mine, and he put all them together, there's so much these guys could do. Newsmax, you know, it's become another Fox News, evidently. Um, in terms of primarying the governors, everyone, COVID fascism, focusing on legislation, banging away. We could literally have half the country free if we just took the existing infrastructure and focused on it. But sadly, it's malignant infrastructure. It's meaningless. It does more harm than good kind of like a lockdown that's what conservative media is so again we're gonna have to build it from scratch i thank all of you for volunteering for conaction.network those of you who want to sign up for a liberty strike force team in your state to really be our eyes and ears on the ground to advocate on behalf of our values sign up at conaction.network as we get the website up and more um, user friendly but you could still easily sign up we'll get your name and we're starting to look for team leaders. Uh, we got one in, in North Dakota, and we're going to look elsewhere. So again, you could sign up there, conaction.network. You could always email me at dharwitz at blazemedia.com. Till tomorrow, God bless y'all, and thank you for listening. 